morning, evening, and afternoon to all of our listeners. We want to take a second to thank you guys for joining us on today's episode. No matter how you're listening, we're grateful that you guys are here, and we want you to know that our podcast is on multiple platforms, and if you can give us a like, a follow, or a subscription, all of that helps get this podcast out to more and more folks, because that's what we want to do. And if you all like this content, please consider giving us some stars and write us a review as well. All that interaction helps us, as well as other listeners, concerning the content of this channel. Welcome to episode 51 of Beyond the Row. Abe, Nate, how are you guys? Good. <laughs> why, why are you smiling so much? <laughs> like that the, was me. That was me breathing. It was like Nate, the, uh, Nate looked like Pennywise there for a second. It's Pennywise? A yeah, the clown. I, uh, I was thinking it was like, it was like a, a break here. There. It was. It was my William Shatner. No, it's that's how I talk when I have a headache, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that was uh, Nick's sympathy plug there. A little bit. Probably. Pray for me. <laughs> I could take a nap right now. How are I'm you doing great. Doing? I'm doing great. These guys are just on the L squad, but I'm doing awesome. Awesome. I mean, this weather is awful, man. For me, it's not the weather. I, I'm really digging this weather. Mm. Um, the weather. For me, it's just like... It's like you get back in the swing of things, and then, like, mine's going to be broken up because we're taking a trip to Hocking Hills this weekend. So then, like, I'm not back in the swing of things. It's like I had, I had like, nine days of back in the schedule, back in the routine, and now it's going to be broken again. Yep. And then I come back into it, and it's just like, ah, drags on. But I am excited to get away. Um, this place that we're going at in Hocking Hills – is got I guess it's it's not even a cabin. It's called a manor. Ooh, yeah, very fancy. It's a multi-family manor with with its family. Is there a hot tub? There is is a hot tub. There's a pool. It's also got a bunch of acres, like right on site of like hiking and stuff. Oh, so weather permitting, I might be doing some hiking. Uh, I think it's an indoor. I think it's a covered indoor pool. Dang, bro. Yeah, man. Man. We all can't be rich, I guess. <laughs> this was a gift. Sid and I aren't paying a dime, so yeah, I can't be can't, rich neither. <laughs> can't all can't all have this. Yeah, so we're excited about that. But that's nice. Cool, man. Man, I just need some sun. Give me some sun. Some sun. I, uh, I heard that if you sun of God. True. <laughs> I heard if you drive a couple hundred miles south, you might find the sun. You know, I'm going to. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> just a just a road trip, like a twenty four hour uh, driving there and back. I'm gonna get to bottle it up. Uh, Wouldn't that be cool if you could bottle up the sun? Oh, uh, that would be really cool. That'd be so nice. Man. <clears throat> That's why I turn on the video on my TV to the beach. The beach. There's like <laughs> seagulls in the background. You walk in here. Uh, I have to have it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why don't we give everybody the reminders coming up, and let's jump right into today's episode. So the only thing that um, for this this coming week too we're going to announce is for the first time our uh, father daughter dance and um, we did it last year for the first time and it was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. We so, have families in our church because of it. That's right, we do. Shout out Adam and Julia, who's yeah. also our Lifewise uh, assistant director, Julia. Yeah, and there's some others cool. too, and so. Like it was, a, it was a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. I think uh, people are really excited about it again. And hopefully, we have more people and new families as well that come to it. And my daughter had a blast. She was super nervous in the beginning, mm. you know, because her yeah. friend wasn't there yet. And it's like, are they coming? I'm like, yeah, let's go out there. And she's like, I can't. <laughs> okay, well, let's go take a picture then. You know, <laughs> so, oh, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> yeah. That was me at high school prom. 
Z mm-hmm. was ready to go, and I was just like awkwardly standing off the side. Like, yeah, yeah I took both my girls last year too. Oh. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you dressed up date. and everything. I remember taking pictures <laughs> beforehand, and they only wanted to dance with me for a little bit, and then they just wanted to run around with all the other kids. Yeah, it's like get out of here, which was fine. Yeah, it's yeah. like all the dads dancing, and then yeah. the kids just goon. It's fun. Yeah. Then you had the dads who never was like, "I'm never going to dance." So I'll stand in the back and talk yeah. to other dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two cool dads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be February 10th. Mm-hmm. From 5 to 7 p.m. Yep. And uh, you can sign up on our app, uh, the church app. And if you can go to, or if you go to our Facebook page and there's an event at the Facebook page, it has a link to do that. Um, But you'd have to sign up. I think it's like $25 and then it's $5 per daughter after. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so it's normally $25, but if you have two, three, four girls, then it's $5 per girl after the first yeah, one. Just a little bit of punishment for procreation. <laughs> That's right. You know, there. So, yeah, <laughs> we got a DJ. There's going to be food, games. DJ also DJ Abe. My goodness, <laughs> now. So, anyways, you got all the all the men out there with daughters, let's go. Let's have a good time. It's going to be great. Yep. February the 10th. February 10th. Hey, New Year, New You. I what you know. I always thought we oh like boy. we should do a series called New Year, New You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody's done it somewhere. <laughs> so, so what's new? What do you guys? Do you have? Did you have any? I got new a few, years? but I'll let Abe go first. It's kind of well, coming you, back. If you got a few, okay, you should go. Yeah. So, um, so Abe can think about what this whole year. The end of 2023 has been new me kind of a thing right because i did that whole hunting stuff and everything that's been a lot of fun that's right you're a sport didn't hunt anything yet i have i have nothing to show for it but jesse bluest has promised me squirrel hunting on february no on january the 20th and so i'll at least get some squirrel which is smaller than deer yeah but you know it's gonna happen it's not all that good and then um well that's not what he says it actually it just depends on probably how you grill it and the gr maybe we'll make a poll for today's episode is squirrel good is squirrel delicious (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have one vote it's gonna be out somebody's gonna be like it tastes like chicken he seriously did. He said it tastes of like chicken. Of course yeah. he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Finley has also, um, you know, said that he'd, he'd like to help me get a deer too in some way. So there's still time. The end of the season. Gosh, February. man, I tell you what, that family, I love that family. Yeah, the Finleys They're, are awesome. They were, um, I think there was a, like you were telling a story that there was one and Alyssa grabbed like one of their guns because there was a deer in their backyard. She went out and just got it. Gosh. Like, <laughs> The best hunting there they is, are, man. man. You just man. whip it out in the uh, backyard. Right there on their property. Got it's, it. Um, it's so great. It's it's those people that are like ready for the apocalypse. Those are cool yeah. people, you know? Oh, yeah. If any, anything comes, I'm going over to the families for sure. I'm like, <laughs> I need you guys to protect us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but for January, no, actually, Tuesday, January the 2nd. I didn't do it on the first because that's a holiday, right? You don't want to start any sort of a resolution on a holiday. Yeah. And it's not even a resolution. It's just I just want to be healthy. Um, and so I started doing P90X. Yeah. Cut out all kinds of sugars, cut out pop, cut out beer, cut out fast food. Um, I do like um, intermittent fasting sort of a thing. I just yeah. allow myself like one cooked meal a day and then anything else that I would snack on would have to be like raw vegetables or something. Okay. A ton of water. Um, lost six pounds already. Good job. And um, 
yeah i'm really really proud creating of a lifestyle or is this just like a goal you're this trying is to get long to? term okay no this is long term and so because it's one of those things if you tell yourself okay this is me for the rest of my life you're probably not going to do it yeah but if you just say all right today i'm going to do this right eventually you say that every day for a while mm-hmm. the days add up and so literally it is one day at a time and that's mm-hmm. all i can think about it as because yeah. if i think of it any, any other way it's going to feel daunting i'm going to bail like that's just not good for me so today good job man yeah thanks man appreciate that what about you abram <sighs> Is, is your uh, New Year's resolution like to too. not <laughs> lose his hair? Uh, okay. That did not need to be said. That did not need to be said at all. I'm, I am just been exposed. Uh, no, I think the Lord's working on my pride for my hair. He's letting some of it fall out, I think. Hey, so You should we'll just see. look like me. I look gorgeous. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Give me, give me about six months, and I'll either be Nader or I'll be good. I don't know. One of the two. Can't all be Nick. True. Nick's got luscious hair. Luscious she hair. comes from your mother's side of the family. Luscious well, hair. my mom didn't know her dad. So she we adopted? don't. Oh, is she adopted? Uh, no, he left like when her mom found out that she was pregnant. Okay. Really? So like, my mom never wanted to find out who he was. Wow. Well, that's, this is a, we should talk about this. Why? Hey, how does that make you feel? You know what you can do, though? Uh, I don't know if he's got hair or not. That's the only thing I care about. <laughs> um, if, if, uh, you know, if you're comfortable with this, there is that 23andMe. Have you heard of that stuff? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I, mean, can, I could probably find out. You can find out, at least by your spit, you know, not what he looks like or who he is or anything, but... Just if I'll have if hair. hair, if, you have hair. If, if receding hairline is in your Dang, dude. Dang, I need to do that. Or do you just not want to know? It's one of those things. That's true. That's you know? true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, now that I got exposed, uh, this is great. I don't know my new year. I feel like my new year, like it had. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Like getting healthier, but like it's not started. But I have been seriously considering a sustainable like change. Mm-hmm. So I haven't started it yet, but I know for the new year that. I do want to become healthier, yep. and I think what that's going to look like is because I've, I've I used to lift in high school. At one point, I actually did look decent. I was in shape, and uh, hey, now I always tell people rounds of shape. I know, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was in a good shape. Uh, I'll say that, but I I want to get a little bit back to not necessarily being like I was so over dedicated that like I had almost no life. Mm. But I don't want to I don't want it to be that way at all. Um, I yeah. became really self centered, so sure. I want to I want to kind of rekindle. Um, being healthy, but I think really it's going to start off with like walking and jogging mm. and then maybe I'll become a runner. I don't know. A lot of my friends have started running recently that I used to live with in high school. And so it's also way more sustainable in my opinion, because yeah. I can literally just walk out of my house and run or walk yeah. or anything like that. So I'm thinking about that. That's pretty much, that would probably be. I am not trying to break any hopes or aspirations for you but <laughs> last year i also wanted to be a runner <clears throat> and i even got a6 and everything truly a sports guy and it didn't work man it didn't work because because of this reason because i was just too jiggly like i could i didn't <laughs> diet or do anything else with it and so trying to run when, when you're jiggling is just it was too much for me you need compression you need compression i didn't have you... anything to i had <laughs> nothing to compress together. me and so i was just like i don't like this feeling it's like it's jolting it's jiggling i'm just like it's not it's not for me That's and so awesome. I, I quit running fair enough so now Wait, i'm trying are you calling to, me jiggly i'm not calling yes, you jiggly i'm just saying if you identify as a jiggler then <laughs> 
then you should be wary of running. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, I helped a lot. I I needed a goal. So my goal was uh, I needed to accomplish this because I was going to run for World Vision, raise money for clean water initiatives, things like that. So that was why I was able to actually run a half marathon but because uh, I hate running. And uh, I will say, though, when I was going through it and when I started losing weight, because I did eat healthy, mm-hmm. yeah, I lost like, oh, my goodness. I want to say I lost 50 pounds by the end. Yeah. And uh, I felt so good, so much energy. I'm a, I enjoyed running at that point. I'm a believer that diet is <clears throat> was almost more important than dieting is being the most be, being, yeah. being being physical. Yeah, yeah, eating is, eating healthy. It is. I mean, I lost like 120 pounds in high school, so I understand. I I, I know what it takes. It's just a matter Jeez. of you lost. You yeah, lost 120 pounds. Yeah. Uh, so like about as big as I am now, I was just a little bigger than this in high school. I weighed like 300 pounds. Yeah, and I and I what? went down to 185. No, I yeah. have no idea. I've only yeah. seen pictures of you younger when you were thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to be. I used to be like huge. Like sophomore year, I was like almost 300 pounds, and then I, and then I like I decided that I was no longer going to be like that because I would get roasted in high school, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. but and then so I yeah so like I, I got in the gym for like a year or something like that, and I just crushed. Like, I changed everything about how I ate. I yeah, yeah. I lifted every single day for two hours a day. It was crazy. Like I was like a maniac. Dang man. But dang, I had no idea. And then I, uh, I talk about came back. I didn't have the time (laughs) to do that anymore. So then that's what happened. And then I just, it wasn't sustainable. So, hey, I got a real question for you. Did working at Chick fil A contribute to that? So, actually, out of high school, I I was still thin. Uh, I started working at Chick fil A thin. And then I I did start putting on weight probably like six months in. Christian Mm -hmm. chicken strikes again. It was a combination of things. Like, it was a combination of definitely being readily accessible food. And then also delicious food. delicious food. And then um, time. Like as you're more tired, you don't want to take the time to do yep. that. It's just a lot. Of, there are a lot of things. But yep. like that's kind of why I'm looking into what can I do very sustainably every day. Yeah. Because if not, I won't do it. Yeah. Because like the gym, it takes so long. Like I have to get my stuff yeah. around. I have to yeah. go there. I have to come A lot of times back. they always say you only need like 15, 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why just I'm – Just most of it's eating. I'm thinking through, thinking through sustainable <clears throat> stuff. So – very yeah. cool. That's good, man. What about you, Nate? I uh, so yeah, I I've been doing well. Like, it's the hardest part is my mind. It's like the emotional. I've been doing really well the last few days. Actually, today was a little issue, but uh, it's just it's also controlling my mind. This is a hard. This is always a hard time of year. I never look forward to january february i just when i was a kid teenager young adult loved it i did i loved winter i do i think though now just it's just frustrating it's hard i love the gospel so much that anything that can keep people away from hearing the gospel drives me nuts Hmm. and worship and so winter is one of those things um i just i hate cold um I love fall. It's my favorite season. Fall is my favorite season, but I know what comes. So and mm. so, I just have to figure out how to get through these next few months, like I do every year, just trying to okay, come on, one day at a time. Mm. Once in a while, I'll I'll slip up. But anyways, I've lost some weight, you know, and I want to keep going. Um, I'd like to. Uh, I turned forty this year, Dang. so old man, dude. I can't believe I'm saying that. 
I'm not. I'm not turning 40. The Lord's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> says I'm not making it. Don't so, think of it as you're turning 40. Think of it as you're halfway to 80. Uh, that's that's uh, halfway to the end of his life, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. I'm at the top of the hill, man. I'm going down now. Almost. So, the peak. Uh, anyways, um, yeah. So I, I'm wanting to make some life changes and really for the kids. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. Oh, for sure. Kids yeah. and Liz. I want to make sure, you know, it's not fair to her that I haven't done a good job of taking care of myself. And so... Mm-hmm. It's time to change. Yeah, I've had similar conversations with my wife, you know, that, like, I've always asked her, like, do you want me to be this way? Do you want me to be, you know, do you want me to be really? And she's like, it's not that I want you to be. I just want you to to, to be around for as long as we need you to be, yeah. sort of with a question. And yeah. and that does come down to your health. Yeah, it's yeah it really does. So, anyways. Um, I'm convinced Z is half the reason why I put the weight back on. Because she always told me when I was in shape that she liked the dad bod more. Oh, I, I mean, young married right now. I know it's crazy, dude. She always told me she's like, I just, I don't really like. She it. wants it's to stay warm. Then I think it's just because she. I think it's just because girls liked me more, and she didn't like that. I'm convinced. Uh, oh yeah, that was a, that was a side note in high school, dude. When I lost weight, girls knew my name. Yeah, before that, nobody, none of them, dude. It was like they didn't. Why did they do? We it, should dude? bring Z on the podcast. We one need of these to have a conversation and, about yeah, this. Really, and really, dude, it was really crazy. dive into this. It was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. Yeah. Z didn't. I don't think Z liked it because because I was relevant. We need to bring her in. <laughs> to some people, she needs to be a guest. Mm-hmm. We hey. could talk about the Nephilim and your relationship. Oh my right. gosh! <laughs> wow. Or her relationship with the Nephilim. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I'm ginormous, apparently. Well, I don't want to say all. like the new year, the new changes and, and changes like that. Like, which was when you think about the new year, um, I can't remember what we did last year. It was something along the lines of like questions that people that non Christians have and stuff like that. So this year, it was more of a let's look into some like the really important dis- spiritual disciplines yeah. um, that we have. And, um, um, I don't know. I'm curious. Why do you? Th- why would you guys say that it's important, or would you say it's important that we look at spiritual disciplines? I don't know. Consistently, sure. maybe even yearly. I think it's important because Western civilization in general is not very disciplined, and if you're going to start with disciplining your yourself, it makes the most sense to start spiritually. You know, um, well, just like how we were talking about. You know, our big five C's that we always bring up and what we did for the New Year's message, you know, it's like abiding in Christ is like number one for that reason. Because if Christ is the center, if Christ is what you're working towards, then everything else falls into place from that moment. So if you are spiritually disciplined, it's going to open up other outlets in your life that you are now disciplined with your food, disciplined with your activity, disciplined with your family, disciplined in your fill in the blank, I think. What about you, Abe, before I dig in? Yeah, I would say, I mean, spiritual disciplines are important for, I feel like for a number of reasons, but really, I think that at the the base of who we are, um, especially going through them, I think on a yearly basis or being reminded of them is super important because um, it's really easy to, to get away from them. Yeah. Like... I think that's the the answer as to why they're important, like why it's important to talk about them. Like it's easy to get away from them, but in an innate in an innate reason why they're important, they're um, they're important really because they are 
they're intentional steps to do what it is God's asked us to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not disciplines in the fact that like, if we don't do them, we will be disciplined. They're disciplines in the fact that we're pursuing God. Uh, and these are the steps that essentially we're just putting on paper yeah. to be intentional with our time and how we're doing it. Yeah. There's a, so like you guys can see this, like it's a pretty thick book. Um, this is the book that I was telling everybody on Sunday about. It's this, it's called Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. And um, this is what, in a sense, a mentor walked me through. And it is deep. Like it was the whole point of how we pray and how we um, um, uh, fast, how we do solitude correctly, things like that. And so I remember having to go through this, but I remember uh, reading this and um, he says, this guy's name is Adele Alberg Calhoun. So there you go. But he said, um, spiritual disciplines are for all of us who desire to know Christ deeply and be like him. Here is direction for our desire leading us to an ultimate destination, more of Christ himself. So I think that's one of the things is that if we're not careful, we kind of make spiritual disciplines about a better you. Mm-hmm. It's not. Actually, the, the deeper you get with these disciplines, the more you die to yourself and become more like Christ. So that's why we fast. It's why we worship. It's why we pray. It's why we, um, why we have intentional prayers. It's why we... Um, go away in solitude. It's why, because like if you're not careful, you can get kind of like that Eastern mysticism stuff, you know, clear your mind and mm-hmm. um, contemplate on your breathing and things like that. It turns Manifest. into... Manifest. Yeah. yeah. It's a self-help rather it's a than self-help, anything right. else. Everything about what we do as Christians, especially when it gets to solitude and quietness and things like that, is always about connecting with the Father, it's not about clearing your mind. It's about having your mind be listening intently to the word or to the voice of God, and so um, that's where we have to be careful. And so um, that's like that's why I thought maybe this is a good time for you know directing us to sell uh, to uh, spiritual disciplines. And each Sunday is kind of like its own thing, so we don't need to have one. Like if I miss a Sunday, like oh, you're going to miss a good one, not just because I'm teaching it. It's because the principles behind it are really good. It's just um, you don't need it for the next Sunday. It's they're they're each. That's not really building yeah. off of it. It's just like its own distinct thing. Yeah. So let's talk about this past Sunday. Have you ever heard of the iceberg principle? And not maybe necessarily the way we taught it Sunday. Have you heard about the iceberg principle in general? I have heard about it in general, but not in relationship to what we learned about on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mine has always been. Oh, like in school, they have the picture of the iceberg, the iceberg, and like um, it's always been like what you say is out of the water, and then the understanding of what you say is below the water. Oh, you interesting. Know? Or that way in like creativity and, and art and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I think I've understood the idea, but I don't necessarily know if I've really had like the principle yeah. ever laid out to me. Yeah, so this one was about character, right? Like so and Romans five is that 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 connection. So I thought we'd go through these real quick just to see what do you think about and does this make sense to you? Did it make sense Sunday? I hate it too because I felt like I did a really good job at nine AM and eleven AM. I just struggled through it. But um 
I'm telling you, people, you should go to 9 a.m. You're going to get it better. But anyways, like... Uh, <laughs> if everybody goes to 9, can, does that mean we only do one service? <laughs> there is no way that'll happen. <laughs> people like their sleep too much. That's true. But um, so like the iceberg principle, like, it talks about the four qualities uh, of character. So that was from Dr. Tim Elmore's book, Habitudes. Um, that one's actually on leadership, Christian leadership. So, um, but he was actually really hitting this idea of... Um, that our character has, it's funny, I, 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 was al- I almost said there's four characters of character. <laughs> so, but it's really, it's the idea of what are these qualities. Number one is self-discipline. And he says it's the ability to do what's right even if you don't feel like it. So case in point, Nick didn't want Taco Bell or Arby's today, mm-hmm. right? So, because... He's consistent of what it's doing. So, but is this is this a part of a character, and does that make sense? Are we is there, are we missing something here? Um, I like that definition. How it is right now, um, I think it's very simple. I think it's I think it, it, it's 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 is what it says it is. You know, it's the maybe the word ability should be changed to something a little bit more 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 strict. But he's saying that self discipline is the ability to do what's right even when you don't feel like it and there's a lot of times you know we know right from wrong you know i mean it doesn't take anybody a long time to learn that yeah and then if you still are doing what's wrong knowing that it's wrong then we know that that's sin you know but it's like if you if you do have the ability or maybe the composure or maybe the endurance to do what's right even when you don't feel like it I, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Could definition. we would we say that character's weak if we lack self discipline? Then, mm. yeah, for sure. I I look at this as the ability to do what's right, even if you don't feel like it. It's just integrity, right? Like that's that's what integrity, integrity is: is to be able to do the right thing when no one's looking. Yeah, and so it's just just hand in hand, right? The ability to do what's right, even if you don't feel like it, even when no one's looking you oftentimes don't have accountability in that. So that's why it's tempting to not do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the same way. Like, even if you don't feel like it, you technically have the option to not do it. Mm-hmm. But the discipline is that you are going to do it simply because it needs done, simply because it is the right thing to do. Yeah. Not because of how you feel. It's yeah. not based on, on well, I kind of <laughs> want to do it or kind of don't want to do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. So... I yeah, I really it. like that. Self-discipline, part of the character of a person, you know, um, I mean, but this comes out of, again, I would say a walk with Christ. You have to be willing to do the little details of what it is to follow Jesus on a consistent basis, which will gradually help you with doing the right things when no one's looking. Um, so the second one is core values, principles you live by that enable you to take a moral stand. Yeah. Um, like for us... Uh, it's the uh, abide in Christ, love one another as a church, right? Um, eat with sinners, raise the bar, train each other. <clears throat> Those are our five values. Um, so these are principles you live by t- that enable you to take a moral stand. What, what, I mean, just thinking about our church, is that enough to take a, help us to take a moral stand? <clears throat> and then the question then is, how does that translate to me personally? Yeah. I got caught up for a long time um, where I just wouldn't take 
stance on ethical and moral issues, thinking that that was just like the right thing to do. And when you don't take a stance, in reality, you are choosing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you're you're trying to make it um, easier on yourself by by not committing to an either side. But I think that where I'm at now, I think that I need to make more moral stances in my life. Yeah. Because if I lack those moral stances, then why do I do anything? Yeah. You know, like what's actually driving me? You know, yeah. what do I actually think is ethical, moral, or what scripture says? Yeah. You know. It's a fascinating thing um, that I think Christians oftentimes get mixed up is the difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper, mm. right? I think a lot more people are trying to be peacekeepers, you know, like, let's just make peace between one another instead of creating peace, and, um, right, because Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm a peacekeeper, that means I'm just trying to, it's like, okay, yeah, it's okay, you believe that way, that's fine, you know, others can believe that way, that's okay too, you know, and... And a peacemaker is working really hard to say, no, that's not how that works, but I'm going to love you anyways. Like, there's a there's a major difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. A peacekeeper, I would say, lack moral stands. Mm. And a peacemaker yeah. is one who lives in morality. One, one that makes peace teaches, yep. and one that keeps peace yep. just doesn't get involved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's for sure, like, principles that you live by. You know, when you said uh, what you you were talking about, taking more moral stances, it's the classic quote of, like, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Yeah. You oh, know? I haven't heard that. But yeah, I think yeah, I like if you that. don't stand for anything, you'll fall for It's actually Abraham Lincoln, I believe, who said that. Like, if you don't take a stand, like that. Uh, you'll, you'll fall for it. Like, mm-hmm. And so, like, if you don't have a stance... You're 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 gonna you're yeah. gonna take on one eventually. Yeah. Like at some point. And so you have to decide what that is. Yeah. And the other thing I thought about, number two, this is gonna be our second podcast in a row talking about Star Wars. But um yes. when the independent systems are like, Oh, they won't attack us. We're 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 independent, we're neutral systems. And they get absolutely wrecked by the Empire and they're all freaking out. And it's like you you chose like you you chose a side even though you yeah. didn't think you did by, by not, not taking helping, a side you took a side by not helping you you put yourself in this position yeah silly I know but it's also something that I think about mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know it came to mind but it's yeah. like that's the reality you're making a decision at some point you are taking a stand yep. whether you want to or not it's just that's like that for anything though yeah. Yeah, so that's the third one is a sense of identity. It's a realistic self-image based on who God made you to be. Well, was that clear enough? Who God made you to be, not who you are. <clears throat> I think that I think that the definition is clear. I think that a lot of people could have gotten stopped there because they don't know who they are in Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on where they're at in their faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, God made me this way. No, no, no. God made you in his image, right? He created us with the intent to love, right? He created us with he created us uh to be generous and to care, to do to serve, right? That's we were made in his character, but he didn't make me to sin. And that's 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 the result of the fall. That's our that's an issue. So my sense of identity can no, then it can't be put into, well, here's how I feel, here's how I think. Um, so this is 
the way I'm supposed to be instead. So I put my identity in something about me, whether it's my looks, my sexuality, um, my athletic abilities, my intellect, um, uh, whatever it is. Um, within your sense of identity is broken because eventually any one of those things will fail you. Mm-hmm. So then you'll have to change. You'll have to change where you get your sense of identity from instead of saying that my sense of identity is a realistic self-image based on who God made us to be. Well, who did he make us to be? He made us to love one another. He made us to serve each other. He made us to um, care for one another, to sacrifice, to be generous, to work, you know, Um I think, I think self a sense of identity is a real clear indication of where your character really is. Um, it's almost like the identity has got to come first. Like you have to believe who you are in Christ, and then that might in itself discipline people. You know, you might live differently, or at least you should live differently. Sure. I mean, I can see that. It's probably all connections of right mm-hmm. one on top of the other or side by side. Do you think that when this Dr. El- Elmore was com- was making this list that there there's any particular order to these? I don't think so. Mm. It's kind of like the fruit of the Spirit, right? You know, love, yeah. joy, peace, patience, kindness, and so on. That one isn't the greater than the other. They're, all, they're either growing together or they're dying together. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the word realistic is really important in this. Mm. If you're going to dissect this, like realistic self-image based on who God made you to be means it's not puffed up. Like, it's not puffed up. It's not something it isn't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like some people, they, they say things, it, it's just like, eh, I don't really know. They're like, man, God told me. It's like, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that you have to get the initial, like, innate, what has God called me to do and be before you go any further. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people want it laid out, like a like a plan laid out for their life, or like, and that comes out of their purpose, right? I mean, really, really, that's what this is: is like a self image based on who God made me to be. Yeah. Made me to Which be. Which our purpose is, is what my to purpose. to um, um, bring God glory and to reveal that glory to the world. Yeah, it's pretty much to know Jesus and make Him known. Yeah. Yeah, bring glory to Him. Yeah. And so once you get that right, once you get that really set, you're like, okay. Well, here's my realistic image of who I am. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I can do. Yeah, based on that. Yeah, so it's just a, yeah, the realistic. Which, I think. So. I think the next part is just. I think it's a really hard one too. Is emotional security, right? Because emotional, you can say, "Oh, I'm an emotional blah 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 blah." Uh, emotional security. It's the capacity to be emotionally stable and consistent. Whew. We, uh, I think, since the invention of social media. Mental illness has skyrocketed. Absolutely. And we are so focused on being liked by people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you post something just waiting for somebody to like your picture Mm -hmm. or to like your comment. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, oh, does nobody care about me? Does nobody, you know? And then we look at other people's lives on there and like, that's not fair. They get to do this or that. And look at their family. They're smiling and they're so happy and things like that. And I mean, emotional security for when it comes to our character, we have to be, uh, it's one of those things where you almost have to tell people, you have to have tough skin, man. If you're going to follow Jesus, 
right? Because he tells mm-hmm. you, oh, by the way, you're going to be persecuted if you follow me. You know what? That I think it's like translation. Mm-hmm. You got to have tough skin. I think dying to yourself has a whole new meaning when you bring up the social media argument and the world and stuff because it's like maybe maybe you shouldn't have a social media if it's if it's really affecting you that much because yeah. you can't die to yourself if you're clinging on to this this veil that you've put up that you want to be liked and you want to be followed and you want to be this this influence that you maybe you were never made to be. Yeah. You know, For I sure. think I think the bigger the world gets, the more lonely people are. And our phones are an outlet to mm. this just this exponential growth of what of what the world is. Yeah. I almost wonder into like just for me personally, like I wonder if my phone has become an idol to me. Mm-hmm. And I've, well, I've I've wondered that for myself too. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't have Facebook on my phone right now and um I still have access to it if I get on a computer, which I hardly ever do, you know. Um, but I definitely am very aware of how often I check my phone. And I've been made so much more aware when my wife is trying to tell me something and I am just looking at something else, reading something else, yeah. and then she'll be like, do you, do, you, do you got that or something? And I look at her and I have no idea what she said. Like, I am so bad at that. You know, and that's just not even social media. That's just having my phone in hand, period. It is yeah. literally like um, it takes me out of the world that God's placed me in, and it puts me in this weird new world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Technology has bad. made our emotional security poor. Insecure. Yeah, insecure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll sit there. The first thing I do, I get up in the morning outside using the bathroom is grab my phone and go out because it's my alarm and things like that, and I check it. And, yeah. I mean, it's probably the last thing I hold to when it, before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awful. Last thing you hold, first thing you pick up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about that too. Like, yeah, I'm not worshiping it in the sense of like I'm bowing down or anything. It's like, but can I live my life without it? Yeah, but also if you leave home without it, you how how freaked are you? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? That's that's what's crazy is is you you freak out, but it's like you leave your house without your Bible, you don't care. <laughs> Seriously, but like, look, but I get what you're real though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're like, oh, you well, my that. Bible's on my phone. Yeah, well, yeah. Man, that was such a youth leader thing for you to say. I really appreciated that. Yeah, but it's like, but it's, it's reality though. Like, you're not gonna freak out. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it feels like that. It feels that way, definitely. And I'm, I'm the same way. Like Z and I, I remember when we got married. Like I, this was this actually got brought up in counseling. But it was like I told her, like TV not happening in our room. Phones yeah. not happening in our room. Yeah. Like, and I, I did, was not budging. Like, it was mm-hmm. not, I was not going to budge. I yeah. did that though because I knew what it was for me mm-hmm. and then I knew what it'd be for her. Yeah, it's solid. And then what it would be for us. That's straight out of the Maven conference too. I know. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's, what's crazy is, um, like, I, we actually talked about that really closely prior to that, to the Maven. And then I remember looking at her at, <laughs> I think, yeah, during the Maven, and I was like, mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. I I think when it comes to all of these things, though, when it comes to character, I just, it's, we have to be really careful because if the only person we're, we're uh, uh, we have to really convince is ourselves, right? I think that's why Matthew 23 to me is so fascinating when Jesus was talking about this, uh, when he's talking about the Pharisees and he just, I mean, he reams them. And and it's just like paragraph after paragraph of him 
using an example of how on the outward outside they look like they have it all together, but on the inside they're just walking dead people. Mm-hmm. And that's that is a huge wake up call for me because I'm always like, am I living this? You know, do I look like I have it all together on the outside and on the inside though? I'm a hollow. You know, I think again that's. Uh, it's funny. I'm not a huge fan of him, but I'll never forget what Rick Warren said. He said, a lot of people or a lot of, what does he say, a lot of churchgoers, a lot of Christians are going to miss heaven by about 18 inches. Oh, dude, that's an awesome quote. Gosh, man, that is so good. Because... I listened to a sermon uh, that he was quoting that and had an actual rope and everything. Yeah. Dude, that was so... It's just a fascinating thought because we are so intellectually thinking, I'm I'm good, but my lifestyle probably doesn't reflect my faith. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying as an example. And so that's why I'm always like, God, you know, do, am, I, am I doing what you're asking me to do? You know, help me to seek you more. Help me to spend time with you. Help me get in your word just, just to be with you, not to do something out of it. Oh, forgive me for this, you know. But, and and there, is, there should be a little fear in us. I think Scripture teaches that. There should be fear in us because He holds our lives in His hand. He holds my eternity in his hand. Um, so when I when I pretend to the world that I am a Christian, that's what the Pharisees were doing. And and therefore the only one I'm tricking is myself. But mm-hmm. the problem is, is it's not gonna be a good day for me then. Mm-hmm. Um that's why the inside of a person is so important. Your heart is a big deal, your spirit's a big deal. Like, he cares about that. That's why he doesn't care about the outside, and he cares about the inside. Um, and I think that's why I love this iceberg principle so much when it comes to our character, is because, again, you can fake everyone out, you know? And I mean, to a point, because yeah. people see fruit, right? and then you make excuses for why things happen or don't happen, and you're like, oh, okay, you know? But there's fruit. It's just a question of whether it's good fruit or bad fruit. Yeah, and the people that are going to notice that are the people who have invested in you. Yeah, and the people that you spend the most time around. You know, yeah, probably the everyday Joe might not. I would argue this is probably a hot take, but if you don't have close relationships, there's a really good chance that that's a tall tale sign that you're not doing it right. Yeah, because if you don't have close relationships, you don't have people speaking in your life. Man, it's really hard because you got a lot of blind spots. Mm-hmm. We, that's why the church is so important. Yeah. You need people speaking into your life, and you need to be speaking into people's lives yeah. together. Just uh, like observations. Like, I, you know, it's like, it's like you're pursuing holiness. You're observing. Like, if you're doing something, like if either of you were, I don't know, like I, you'd probably do this to me too, but if you were mistreating your wife or something, and, and I'm a brother in Christ and also a friend, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I'll just let them do what they want to do, and it's kind of how they are. It, I think the expectation, like it would be extreme. Like yeah. obviously, if you just had something random, but like yeah. if you're if you're doing something and I and I just don't speak up, like that's a total fail. You might not like it in the moment, but if I'm like, hey, dude, like I think you need to chill. You know, you don't need to be treating her like that. Now, obviously, it depends on the relationship you're having with somebody. But we're definitely called to do that if we see things like that. That's just an example. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're called to step in that and to say, hey, I don't think that brings glory to God. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't think it does, and we should consider that. But also, obviously, always do that, also considering that you are in need the same way. <laughs> you know, don't do it in a way where you're like, oh, I'm great, and you're trash. But, yeah, that can turn into being judgmental 
um, easily if you're not careful and don't have good discernment or you're not, yeah, maybe not pray intentions. about it first. Yeah, for you know. sure. Yeah, for sure. You're like, But you always want to have, hopefully have relationships where people can mm-hmm. say that because if you can't have correction, then. Yeah. That's an interesting thing to bring up. I hadn't thought of it like that. You know, I, I can think of people right now who, if you were asking them, like, who are your three closest people? Or do you have a best friend? I know a lot of people that would say, man, I just don't have a best friend. You know, I don't really have anybody close. Uh, I'm, there's people out there that would say, I don't, I don't have friends. You know, I have yeah. a lot of acquaintances, but mm-hmm. really close friends? No, I don't really have anybody. Yeah. And so that challenge would be, well... And I think what you're doing is you're building a wall. Yeah. And the idea is that you aren't to build walls, right? You're to build bridges. And mm-hmm. um, like I, I struggle with the idea that if you're a Christian and you aren't being... If you're a Christian and you aren't being discipled by someone or you aren't discipling... Uh, you got to have some priority shit. Then what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like you got to... You gotta you gotta reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah. Gosh, that makes so much sense. You know what this is making me think of? Maybe it's because we were just talking about the Maven conference a bit ago. But it's like if you've got a child that's acting out or just like really struggling in school, sit that child down and say and just find out if they have any close friends or not. Because I, I would bet that if they are having so much problems, they probably don't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And could, that could potentially be the root of the problems. Yeah, yeah. well, because like, cause if you don't have close relationships, then you're not letting anybody into your life to, to do the correction. That would be a little bit vulnerable like, with... Yeah, yeah, like if you're not yeah. vulnerable, like number one, your sin is probably completely internal. Yeah. And, and that's really bad, like really bad. Yeah, you have to keep and, it out. And then the other thing is like, if you also aren't okay with correction... And, or you don't trust anybody. Yeah, if you don't have anyone trusted in your life to have correction. Yeah. And hear me also say, like, relationships are hard. Oh, for like, sure. Like, you get hurt all the yeah. time. Yeah. Because I have a lots of close relationships. Because we live in a sinful world and we're all sinners. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's awful. Like, and sometimes people do hurt you. Like, they bring up your mm-hmm. insecurity about hair yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. And they, they do things like that. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I would but, love to see you. Let's go ahead and cut oh it off. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, but, like, that's what happens. I feel like when you have close relationships, there's pros and cons. But the pros are always going to outweigh the cons, there will in be, my opinion. There will be people that give you bad advice, though. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's Go, why you have to outweigh Scripture. It's why yep. you're, mm-hmm. in the, you're in God's Word. You're in community with other believers and things like that. Yeah, because if somebody's like – because, like, if you <laughs> – I don't know. An example would be, like, uh, let's just say Z was, like, just ripping me apart – and I and I get firm with her, and then Nick's over here like, "Hey, dude, you shouldn't you shouldn't stick up for yourself. You need to be like that." This is a totally dumb scenario, but like, if that were to happen, and I stuck up for myself, and you like correct me, and I'm like, "You know what? Okay, man, I trust you." And then I'm just like getting horrible advice. Again, that's a really silly situation, but it's like you don't want that either. So you always, even if somebody is telling you, hopefully you're in a corrective spirit enough to, they're saying, hey man, you, you know that God's character, uh, this isn't adding up. And then you're also in a, in a place to say, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And hopefully though, you're aware of that enough. And if not, you're going to go search for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are all healthy ways to do that and, yeah. and be able to have somebody speak into your life. Yeah. I, I don't know. I it's, have lots of friendships like that. So I guess maybe that's just, maybe that's just me. But like, I'm obviously everyone knows, but I'm a very honest person, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Z is very honest with me, and well, like so. there's so many things in Scripture that we, again we have to pay attention to. Jesus says, "Confess your sins to one another." Uh, uh, iron sharpens iron. That's again, that's in the Old Testament. Um, 
uh, oftentimes, you know, the the well, prophets were constantly living out in front of people and open on purpose. Well, yeah, and taking taking care of each other's needs. You don't know each other's needs if you're not. That's correct. <laughs> if you're not close, like, if you're so, not interrelational. That's right. I think the disservice we've done in one of two ways is one is our culture. We've kind of created this idea that you can be a Christian and not be a part of the local body of Christ, right? You can just be like, oh, I watch online, you know, and well, whenever I can and whenever I want to. And then, uh, you know, but I'm, I stay at home and I do this all by myself, you know, because I don't need the church to be Christian. Wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Apparently you don't read the same Bible I do. Um, no, you don't need the church for salvation, but you need the church to grow in salvation, you know, to be discipled and to make disciples. How do you live out some of the things that Jesus says when you're doing this on your own? You can't unless Christianity is a religion to you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This, oh, dude, we just had um, a part of ordination, cluster meetings. Nick, you're in, you're in this as well, but like cluster meetings, you've probably already done this because you're ahead of me, but... Um, I, I don't know. I'm in holiness and relationships. Mm-hmm. And we had our cluster meeting January 1, I remember, because I didn't want to do it. Uh, <laughs> January <laughs> January 1st. But actually, it was really good. But um, my cluster coach actually challenged me and said, is it possible to be obedient to Jesus if you do not have relationships? Like, are you capable to pursue holiness if you don't have relationships? No. And we came to the answer of no. You, you failed like, to live out the one second or two, commandment. One or two of my cluster mates were kind of trying to squirm out of it. Yeah. But he's like, no, like answer the question. Can you do that? Well, yeah. He's like, no. no. Like if you're on an island by yourself, you cannot pursue true holiness and obedience because you're not doing what it is Jesus has yeah. commanded us to do. To go and make you're, disciples you're living, and to love one another. Yeah, you're not living it out because you don't have relationships. Yeah. And so it's like... Isn't there an argument there, too, that um, if Christ lived a perfect life on an island when there was no other people, that it wouldn't be as miraculous as it is that he lived a life that we live with everyone around sure, him. and for sure. Absolutely. People. You, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, 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 yeah Because yeah, then absolutely. he wouldn't have gone through all well, the trials. that we yeah. get through. Yeah, yeah, Now, I will say, you could easily sit on an island if you're by yourself. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's very, it would be difficult, but like, it just wouldn't be as much yeah. to put you there. But I'll say the second thing is true as well, is that, uh, we've also created in our culture is that church is a place I go to, and I, and as long as I go to that church and I sit in the seats on Sunday morning, then I get up and leave. And I skate out at the last song. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Well, even if you're just a real Christian and you make it past the last song, and uh, <laughs> and then you you walk out of those doors, um, you're also you're you're not doing the same thing again because it's built on knowledge. Mm-hmm. The whole point—it's a box. You're checking the yeah. box. So both of the both of those instances are wrong. Mm-hmm. You have to be invested in the lives of people. You have to be willing to dig this out, live this out, and dig into it. You have to be willing to understand that the only way that you're going to build character from deep down inside is to live with God personally and to live in community with His mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny to think, like, and anyone listening to this, this is not what we do, but it makes me think that the longer you stay after um, a Sunday morning service, maybe the more um, invested in relationships that you are, because that's where a lot of your 
your your church family, you know, they're mm-hmm. there too, and you get to talk and catch up. That work weeks are already already so busy. I'm not saying that that is Nick a is definitive... totally saying it because he's the one who leaves last every Sunday. <laughs> he is he's like, he yeah, he's last. like, just so you guys know, like I'm, like, I'm, I'm the best. best. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no super no. Christian. No, but I don't know. It's funny to think about. It's like you know the 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 whole conversation of. You know, as soon as, like, you're watching the clock and you can't wait for it to be over. And, man, Nate's been three minutes over than he was last last week or whatever else. It's yeah. like, if those are the things that are on your mind constantly, then maybe you need to check yourself. Yeah. That, that's check your I'm heart. Saying. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, man, that song's awesome. Yeah, check your heart. John, John, yeah, John, John Chris. Chris. Uh, Do uh, it in the dark so they never know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to check your heart with a stethoscope. Oh, oh man, that's such a good goodness. song. Check your check your heart, John Chris. I will say though that that's important. Character is, the, is really one of the biggest things that Jesus cares deeply about. He cares about your character, and 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 again, your character reveals fruit. It's whether it's bad fruit or good fruit. Mm-hmm. I feel like your character, <laughs> your character really should be hopefully who you are with God. Yeah. Like, because if God knows you and you're being honest, like. If you if you pray honestly, and and honestly, I'll I just said honestly twice, but I will say it's taken me a long time to get honest with God mm-hmm. because I'm I've always been like the guy's like well he knows you know so, he knows mm-hmm. yeah I'll I don't need it, I don't need it, you know what I mean but it's like when you voice it and you're just vulnerable yeah. well like there's things about my wife I know but until she tells me we yeah. can't have a we can't have a a good relationship because. She's holding that back, even though I know. Because you want it to be voiced, so that yeah. it's just out there. I need there. you to tell me. So it's just in the air. Yeah. Rather than almost like you pulling it out. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want to just pull it out of us. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to be voluntary. It's yeah. it's conversational. It's it's being real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so again, for everybody, the iceberg <laughs> principle is that again we all are revealing what's inside of us. What everybody sees, we're revealing what's inside of us. And so if we're, you know, if dark and selfish and self-centered and everything is about me, you're going to show that on the outwardness. I don't care how much you tell people you're a Christian. Yeah. That, again, Jesus, That's. I mean, that's one of those things he cares most about. He tells us that the world will know we are his disciples by how well we love one another. Wait, I thought Not, he said, I thought he said, the world will know you're my disciples if you tell them yeah, you're my disciples. I'm a Christian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, no, that's not how it works. If like, you judge non-Christians. Yeah, yeah actually, if you just judge <laughs> them, they'll know. Your life will be an example of that. So, And again, there's people who are in our churches all over the world who don't love one another. But yet they'll tell people they're a Christian. Mm-hmm. But there is no good fruit coming from that tree. Yeah. It is bad fruit. And so that's why... Again, that's why we teach every week some basic principles to help us understand (sighs) you're hearing the same message all the time, but you got to do something with it. And the question is, are you willing to do it? That's the hard part. That's the sacrificing part. So anyways, I love it. I think the iceberg principle is one of those things that we can start off the new year with the idea of, yeah, I need to take a hard look at the old old heart. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it mine or is it Christ's? So. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just start taking little steps each and every day towards where he wants you to be. That's right. There's never been a better time to change than right now. Yep. The time is now. Yep. So next week, we're diving into another really important one. Um, the reference is the starving baker. Mm. Hmm. You can probably think about what that is, but the starving baker. 
I could not think about what it is, but <laughs> I also see Planning Center, and so I know your scriptures. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, hey, that's not fair. But just yeah. by that name, no, I couldn't figure it out. The Starving Baker. It'll be fun. Unleavened Bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, do you have anything else to add in closing? No, that's it. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Row. If you guys have any questions about today's podcast or anything on the content, you can email any one of us at Abe, Nate, or Nick at churchontheav.com. And we want you guys to have a blessed week.